Okay, so clean we- clean water. Clean water. Talk about it. <laughs> I don't remember. Let me tell you about yeah. clean water. <laughs> well, you drink it, you bathe in it. No, I'm just joking. You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast with your host, Queen Namaste. What? What is up? Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. My name is Shannon or Queen Namaste. I like to call myself. I am a yoga instructor, a blogger, a newbie podcaster, and this is the podcast where I interview people from all walks of life and we just get super wild and talk about it all. Nothing is on nothing is off the table everything's on the table (laughs) all the food yeah so hey how are you how's it going I'm really really pumped for this episode one we talk about lots of things but for two I kind of have a girl crush on this human that (laughs) I interview and I will just give you a brief little download of who she is her name is Natalia Anya and I don't even want to, I can't hurt name. What I found out is that she's Polish and I have a semi sort of Polish background. I have a middle name that's Polish, whatever. So I can't even really say her last name. So we're just going to say Natalia Anya. And she doesn't like people knowing her last name anyway. So what? There you go. Um, I met Natalia through yoga. I seem to meet all the cool people through yoga, to be honest. But anyways, that's how we got connected. She did our headshots for the yoga studio that I was teaching at. And she's just an amazing photographer. And since doing our photos back in, I don't even know, maybe 2015, I think it was, I wanted to get more shots done by her. So she is the girl that I do all my headshots with because she is amazing and the best. And but she is more than just a photographer. She's an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and she's just kick ass. She loves being outdoors, as do I. And we talk about seasonal depression and what she is doing to actually combat seasonal depression. Because if you are a Vancouverite like her or myself, it rains a lot in Vancouver and people get seasonal depression. So we, <laughs> she actually informed me that cold plunging or cold dipping or taking cold showers actually help with seasonal depression. And we do that before the podcast. It was so nuts. It was a crazy experience. You will hear all about it. We talk about her uh, charity projects. We talk about what it's like to live like an entrepreneur. We talk about it all. This is an episode that is amazing. Again, one of my favorites. This October's just been bomb. September, October, best months ever. Let's get this party rolling. You are going to love Natalia, as do I. This is an amazing episode. Don't miss it. Here it comes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> Too. Oh my gosh, so many things to talk about. So many yeah. things. I don't know what to start with. Our morning? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. 
hold on, hold on. Let's get into it real quick for those people that don't know who you are. Yep. Who is Natalia? Who is Natalia? That's probably the toughest question of all time. Um, a normal human being that is just curious about life, who just loves adventure, stepping outside of her comfort zone, and just challenging myself and growing constantly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great oh answer. Gosh, because you could have said, like, oh, I do this and this and this. And it's like, no, you're a human being. Yeah. I'm just, forget that. Yeah. Very flawed human being. No, you're not. But in, like, the best ways possible. <laughs> I think we're all perfectly flawed. Yeah. 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 So it makes us all unique in our own little ways. Yeah, and you're really unique because you just made me do something crazy yeah. earlier. Yeah, it's the best morning. Okay, tell them about our morning. Okay, <laughs> so I love doing cold plunges, and I do these little Instagram polls where I say, who wants to join? And people will say, me, or not a chance. And usually Shannon <laughs> says, not a chance. And then this morning I was like, you know what? Let's start our morning off with a cold plunge and we'll do a little Wim Hof breath work. And you're quite nervous. But then she does the breath work, we do the push-ups and she ended up doing 10 more push-ups than she usually does. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, which was nice. Okay, explain. <laughs> Superhuman power. Explain that whole thing too because I thought when we were gonna go in, we were just literally gonna run in and yeah. that's it but you like prepared us before yeah which, yeah and so. I don't know if it's so I don't know all the science behind it I'm obsessed with learning about it mm -hmm. so it's really hard for me to actually articulate it in the way that Wim Hof does for instance or other people who are like super knowledgeable okay. who is Wim Hof Wim Hof is the Iceman so he's this man I believe he's from Sweden he's hilarious is he I, still alive yeah oh yeah okay. Seventies. I think he has a really young child that I learned like yesterday. He's got a lot of kids. Um, he's just super inspiring. The thing that I love about him is just he's he just loves life more than anyone I've ever heard. He's just all about being happy and how you can control that within yourself. Mm -hmm. And so um, they call him the Iceman because he's beat all these world records and they like all these scientists are like you there's something different about you but he's like no anybody can do this so he trains people to do it and why I love him so much is because his breath work and his techniques are free you don't have to like you're not paying thousands of dollars like you're you can just fully do this on your own and so um yeah he just he does like a lot of cold water therapy and breath work and I just am obsessed with him cool <laughs> yeah sweet okay yeah. so he just discovered it one day he's like I want to be in the cold like how does one even his start story that? is super interesting mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to talk too too much about him because I don't know everything but I just from listening but he uh I was listening to a podcast with him in it yesterday and he was saying that he was like born in trauma like he was a twin and almost died and his mom like his mom had him like an emergency situation so he he was born in the cold and um, he, but he's just taught himself over time and his, his first wife passed away and through suicide and he just got really deep into the, the breath work and his lifestyle. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's his life mission to teach it to people. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. And look at that ripple effect. I know. You taught me today. I know. So and it's cool. so exciting. Um, yeah. Okay. So what got, what got you into doing plunges okay so it was two years ago now I was experiencing seasonal depression and um, 
and it's funny because I'm usually such like a happy person and I live in gratitude and all the things and yeah. so <laughs> it really just kind of knocked me off my feet because all of a sudden the days got darker the you know it's wet and cold in Vancouver and I just I felt like shit all the time I was tired I was just like angry like I was showing up in a shitty way within my relationship and just overall not in a good space and super out of alignment and then a friend of mine I posted on Instagram and I said you know like I've been experiencing like being really tired lately and a friend who is very into um, fitness and like all the biohacking things he's like you should try cold showers and I was like there is not a chance I want to do that especially when it's cold and dark in the mornings. And <laughs> yeah, so I was like, help? yeah, I'm like, this is a <laughs> terrible idea. And, um, and so sure enough, I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And so I tried it and I was like, wow, I didn't like, my energy was so much better. And then I wasn't yawning throughout the day. And so I just continued to do it. And I've been doing cold showers consistently for two, probably over two years now, like every single day, every day that I shower, like even if I'm like, if I'm camping or something, I'll jump in the lake. And so it's something that is the most religious thing in my life. Wow. And I'm and I love it. But you know what's funny is every day that I do it, it's is I don't know, it's not something that I'm really looking forward to. Like every day when I have a shower in the morning, I'm like, Okay, here it comes and then I just talk my way through it. Sometimes I'll have fun with it and I'll sing through it or other times I'm like, Hey, this is discomfort and you know, I'm just challenging myself, so Wow. How long's your shower in the morning? Uh, I try not to waste water, so I'm always trying to be really strategic, which kind of like, which kind of is ironic because I love fundraising for water because I think it's so important. But um, I'll, I'll like go in and I'll try to have like anywhere from like one to two minutes really cold. I'll start cold and then I'll finish warm. Uh, okay, yeah. so then you would dunk your head when it's warm? I was going to ask yeah. you to dunk your head when it's cold. I'm not going to lie. It's very, extremely rare that I wash my hair. So oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I go once a week, which is disgusting. Uh, yeah, but it looks yeah. beautiful. Oh, I hate people like just you. Keep, just just keep curling it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best habits I've picked up for sure. Interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah, so we go today. You do the breathing method with yeah. me, and then we do 10 push-ups or 20 push I don't even know. It was nuts. You did like 20. Yeah. Yeah. And then I usually do three. I'm not kidding. And like I'm quite like I love fitness. And I but for some reason with push-ups, I had really struggled through them. And the first time I did the push-up thing, I was like, wow! I did I think it was ten or fifteen, and I was blown away. And then the most that I've done is thirty, which is a lot for me. Wow. And you almost become superhuman. It's crazy. It did, and the Wim Hof guy does tells you to do push-ups. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was super surprised because I've slacked on the fitness routine for, like during the summertime I'm like hey like September rolls around let's get into it didn't really do that either so I said October 1st I would yeah. start and I was doing push-ups literally yesterday and mm. they were a struggle I'm like god damn it I've like lost it but then this morning yeah. I was like in a sweater in my jacket and I'm like I keep in the rain yeah. and in the rain <laughs> and holding yeah. your breath too yeah oh my gosh okay yeah so I was not pumped yeah. to go do this today because I hate the cold so much too when you just said oh yeah like I'll go camping and I'll go in the water like hell no to the, like I'm never <laughs> I'm never in the water we were at Harrison this summer when it was so hot outside yeah and we were on floaties and I was literally I grabbed another floaty to float to the floaties that everyone was on because I did not want to go in the water because that's how much I hate cold water yeah and we went in the water today yeah after the breathing 
and it was raining. It was 9 a.m. Yeah. on a cloudy day in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. And would you do it again? <sighs> yeah. We would? Yes! That's amazing! <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah, oh my gosh, because, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah, I was super, like, oh, frick, I can't breathe, like, mm. and then you're, like, just breathe in and out, like, we just did. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And it was good. And I can't believe we stayed in there that long. Yeah. I literally thought I'd be in and then right back out. Yeah. It's all, I think it's all about our perspective. And like I was, I was saying to you earlier, it's like, how do we show up in crisis, right? Yes. And in that situation, we're just, our body goes into shock. It's the first 30 seconds. It just sucks. And then you're like, okay, all I have to do is breathe. That's all that you have to do. And just remember, like, you're not in danger. You're not going to die. And you're good. And so it's like finding that stillness and the chaos of it all is just, that's when you, I think, when I really surprise myself because there's times where I'm like, I do not want to be in here. But then after you're, you just adjust and you're like, okay, I'm good. And throughout it, it's been really cool. Um, this is why I have, I have like such a love hate relationship with social media. I try not to be on there. Like, you know me, I always post later cause I don't want to, I, I really enjoy being in the moment as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I started posting on social media, like getting people to join and like creating a community around it because I think in the mental health world and like what everyone, like especially in cities, I feel like it's much worse. Um, there's so many people who are suffering with depression, anxiety, stress, all the things. And like creating a community around that where you can get people to come out every week and like be surrounded by people, like strangers you don't know, make new connections. and just like-minded people who are all a most of them are uncomfortable actually probably every person that's doing it is uncomfortable right mm-hmm. like nobody really loves to jump into cold water like it's not something that you're like this feels amazing at first and so we've had so many different types of people come out and there's so many groups in Vancouver of, of friends that do this stuff and it's cool it's like call it trendy or whatever it is but it's good for our mental health and I think that's the most important thing wow that's so awesome so how mm. long have you been doing the group like it's only been a couple mm. weeks or something how many started, times have you gone out uh, my friend and I started going out two years ago and we would go to Lynn Canyon and we would just go swimming just like her and I or like one or two more people and then within the past two months I'd say we started doing it regularly every Wednesday mm. yeah hump day yeah exactly <laughs> so awesome hump day is I stay now <laughs> I stay <laughs> ah that's so yeah it's it's just funny how they say that it's good for mental health going in cold water I would just never think that yeah I know it's 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 actually really fascinating when you look into the science of it all I wish I could articulate it the way that they can but people can look it up yeah (laughs) google it (laughs) google (laughs) your best friend wow okay well thank you for making me do that yeah thanks for joining me because like you said once you go in cold water and you stay in it, it's like, what else can I do? I, know. I can literally do anything and I'm just holding myself back. Yeah, it's so true. It made me realize a lot um, how much I was holding myself back in so many aspects of my life. Like, t- I think it was three, two or three years ago, my boyfriend and I would go for runs. And I was like, I seriously think he's superhuman because we'd go running and I'd be like, oh, I'm tired. So I'd stop. But then he would be out and say... Before we went for a run, he's like, oh, I'm super tired today. I had a hard workout. Like, I don't think I'm going to run very far. And all of a sudden, he'd get into this different zone where he just, like, crushes it. And then I would do the opposite, where if I'm tired, I just stop. And then 
I was like, I really want to work on that. And then I feel like with the cold water, like the cold showers and the water, cold water plunges, you, you build like a different type of resilience. And my, my mind frame is so different now than it used to be. And it's like getting better and better and better, which is, I don't know, I'm just like addicted to that feeling. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a cool feeling and you kind of make me want to do it more. Yes, <laughs> I love converting people. It's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, well, there's this challenge, like, like 75 day hard. Have you heard that about that challenge? Which one? I think it's called 75 hard. No. Something like that. This dude, I can't remember his name, Andy something. I don't know, he's this influencer who's got a million followers, a podcast too, Yeah. but he does this 75 day workout but one of them you have to do two workouts a day but one of the things is cold showers oh no way you have to do and I'm like fuck that yeah (laughs) like why yeah but um you feel good after when I walked out of the water I'm like I'm still warm I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I was warm. Didn't feel it. Maybe I was just yeah. numb. Didn't feel yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. My body's just not functioning anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely cool. I'm going to try a couple cold showers. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I don't want the cold shit. Let's talk about you. <laughs> Let's talk about you because I met you through um, a yoga studio. Yeah. Because you did pictures for our studio. Yeah. And you're the best photographer in Vancouver. Oh, not a chance. Yes, you Thank are. You. Shut up. Okay, okay, so let's talk about how that came to be because mm. you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, how long have you been doing photography? I have been doing it like professionally full time for almost eight years now. Eight Shit. years in January. Yeah, it's crazy how time flies by. Wow. Um, I got into it when a former boyfriend and I, we moved to Italy together, and he was playing hockey over there. And so... Um, you lived in Italy? Yeah. What? For a hot minute. For, I can't remember, it was like around four or five months. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I originally wasn't going to go, and then my mom is like, you're an idiot. What are you thinking? You're, you can go there, and you have dual citizenship, so you can get what? a job there, because I'm Polish. And so oh, I have my that's sick. Passport. Were you born in Poland? Yeah. What? Yeah. And oh I my grew gosh, up in Greece. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. You're so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're like European. So why the funny. hell did you come to Vancouver? Oh, like, I love it here. It's the why? best place in the world. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah you've traveled everywhere. And you still think like Vancouver's awesome? I love awesome? Vancouver. I love living here. Wow. I, you know what though? I I live in the city, which I don't love because I, I lose energy from being around people all the time. Uh-huh. Whereas... If it was up to me, I'd live in Squamish or, or Whistler or something mm-hmm. because nature. I love nature so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we are like I feel super lucky because even though I'm downtown, I have the seawall and I have the mountains, which are like 50, 20 minutes away. So um, yeah, but yeah. So I lived in uh, I moved to Italy, and then I couldn't find a job there for the life of me. And then my dad, before I left, he gave me his DSLR, and so. Um, I just fell in love with taking pictures and I was like oh maybe I'll go to school for this and it was like it was such a dream for me to be a professional photographer one day and then um, and then fast forward how old were you when this when you went to Italy 20 I think I was 21 or 22 okay and then I yeah so I would just take pictures of everything and I just fell in love with it and then fast forward I think it was five or six years I started working for a company called The Buried Life. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're like they're the most inspiring group of people I've ever met in my life and I somehow stumbled into a job with them and they they were just wonderful and encouraging me and inspiring me because I used to be very 
shy and fearful. And I remember when I worked for them, I this is how shy and awkward I was. I would have to make a call to FedEx or something. I would leave the office so no one would hear me on the Aww. phone. And I was just so uncomfortable in my own skin. I just was really insecure. And, um, and then they just kind of taught me because they're all about, their whole concept is they had 100 hundred things on a bucket list they wanted to do before they die and then for everything they check off their bucket list they would help a complete stranger check something off theirs so when you're working for guys like that that like practice what they preach and are out there doing really cool things but are also human and have their own struggles you you really realize that anything is possible and so one January in 2012 I was like I'm gonna try photography and I remember the first year of trying it, I was like so in debt, but I, all I did was work. I'm like, how can I build my business? And I would experiment with all areas of photography. I tried weddings, maternity, newborn photos, headshots, and I somehow stumbled into uh, like predominantly just shooting headshots and lifestyle images. And then that led me into, uh, into uh, applying for the global degree competition. With yeah. The guys. What is that? Oh, that was cool. Yeah. That Talk was, about that. That was that was. So I am such a believer in manifestation. Okay, I was just gonna say you manifested fucking everything. I'm, I'm, ser- like, I'm not kidding. Yeah, Shannon. I know. I seriously, I it's creepy how many things I have manifested into my life. And so one summer I was hiking with a friend. I'm like, how cool would it be if we were just out there, like capturing and documenting really cool experiences and traveling and so we had this idea and then I ended up uh, at the time in my bathroom because whenever whenever I'd brush my teeth in the morning and at night I would read my goals and so on post-it notes I'd write down daily goals weekly goals monthly goals long-term goals annual goals a lot of them I'm a big goal person apparently and so whenever I'd brush my teeth, I would read these over. And so then on there, um, as an annual goal that year, I put travel for six months of the year. And then I, um, I put travel to Cambodia, Thailand, and Malaysia. And I was like in a no financial situation to be doing this, by the way. Like I was not in a place where I could just go and take off. And then, uh, so I had that on the bucket list. And then... There, there was one more thing, the documenting part. And so brushing my teeth. And then two months after that, after I wrote those down, my sister comes home from work one day. She's like, hey, like I overheard this guy that's doing this competition and they're looking for a girl to travel the world with them. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're kidding me. And she's like, yeah, so they're looking for a girl. Like I got his contact info. And then it turned out that him and I were already Facebook friends and I didn't know who he was. And I'm very like... I'm very selective about who I have as a Facebook friend. It's usually people that I've only met and like family and friends. And so I reached out to him like, hey, I want this, how do I apply? And he sent me, he's like, you have to make a two minute uh, YouTube video and it's an international contest. So I put this, this shitty video together. I'm so awkward looking back on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the worst video ever. Um, and then it was a voting competition, but then at the end of it, like it wasn't about who got the most votes or anything, it just about who would be the best fit. And so um, I ended up building, like I ended up meeting the guys there from Vancouver and the concept of the show is to travel to every United Nation. And I think there's, there's 191 or 193, I can't remember. And so for five years, it was a project they were working on. And so you travel to every one of those countries and you document it. And then you would 
you try to like highlight each of those countries and show that there's like so many misconceptions in the world and that it's a lot safer and a lot more affordable to travel than mm -hmm. than what we're led to believe through the media and so uh, I ended up winning that contest which I've never wanted something so badly in my life I'm like I'm gonna win this thing I'm gonna do anything that I can so every day I was just the most annoying person reaching out to everybody being like can you vote for me vote for me vote for me and so I traveled with them for, it was about two years. I ended up doing, uh, gosh, I can't remember how many countries with them. It was like over 30. And then, but I got to the point where it was just like, it was, it was the best. It was, it was so incredible, but it was so hard at the same time. Like because exhausting. It was super exhausting because the first year we did, I believe it was 24 countries. And so... Were you with everybody for a full year? Yeah. Did you ever come back home nine, or anything? Nine months. You were traveling for nine months yeah. straight. Did I would leave. Home? I came home once for five days because I got a really good job opportunity. And so I came home for five days. And then I went back. And then I went to go see my boyfriend in Croatia. And so this is where it got funny, though, because, because I went to go see my boyfriend in Croatia and I had added a few more stamps. I had the most first world problem in the world. And uh, in the last four countries that we were supposed to do, I was in Bali going to meet the guys to fly out to Timor-Leste. And then when I was about to fly out, I actually ran out of room in my passport. So they wouldn't let me continue to what? travel. What? Like yeah. ran out of a page yeah. so that they can stamp? Yeah, they're Don't like, they you, can't, you can't continue to travel. Timor-Leste isn't, isn't a... Oh a place where it's en route to something and so I, I missed Timor-Leste, Papua New Guinea and Australia and so I was like stuck in Bali <laughs> so I just surfed stuck. every day <laughs> yeah, I was like I'm gonna learn how to surf I'm gonna get massages I'm gonna yeah I was just wow. I just kind of got exhausted from it though because it was it's it's amazing to travel right and I the guys I was traveling with they I couldn't have traveled with two better people because we were in countries that people told me weren't safe so I had a bit of fear going into that and I felt completely safe everywhere that I went we never got into any trouble we we the countries that people warned us about were actually the countries where we felt the most safe and welcomed and so we Mike and Alex are so great at just accepting everybody making people feel loved and they would just light up any room that they walked into so I had such a good experience, but I was I was really sick for a lot of it. My immune system was just crashing, and I I just was like ill constantly. So it took it took a lot on my body. Mm. Yeah. No cold plunges. Nope. No cold. <laughs> Actually, we stayed. We were we were fully sponsored by like Hostel World, World, World Nomads, Flight Center, and uh, Monster Cat Music, and so. So you didn't have to pay for anything. Uh, we paid for our food and some experiences but most of it was was covered by sponsorship wow yeah and then uh so it was and you had to take pictures as well yeah yeah so I was like the photographer and then I'd capture some video as well and it was just it was cool like I would never you know there's certain countries where you just they're not on your bucket list right yeah. and I had the opportunity to go to those like going to going to Mongolia for instance I've never even heard of Mongolia and my dad is knows everything about every country and he's like oh you're, you're gonna get to go to Mongolia I'm like where's that and he's like how do you not know where that is <laughs> and it was one of the best countries I've ever been to it was, wow. it was just cool like you're in the Gobi Desert for 10 days without showering and you're just in a van and staying with the locals and their yurts and just herding sheep and sleeping with goats like it was the best oh yeah <laughs> that's literally like 
yeah, builds like resilience, builds your yeah. character, gives you another world view and like yeah. appreciation for what we have here. It really does. It made me realize I've always known how fortunate I am, but it really made me realize how easy we have it here and how our uh, yeah, we just we just have it so easy, especially in a place like Vancouver where our tap water is delicious and we we have so much of it and so much opportunity. And I hear people complaining about work and stuff. I'm like we have it easy. Like yeah. especially with social media, like you have free advertising. You you can I, I'm such a big believer that anything is is uh, possible. And it's like spiraling back to the post-it notes in my bathroom. So that year I not only traveled to Cambodia, Malaysia, and Thailand, I traveled to like 20 plus other countries and I was traveling for nine months of the year opposed to six. So that's, <laughs> and that to me was like the most unrealistic goal. And that's why I'm such a big believer in setting unrealistic goals because they're really capable of achieving. Oh my gosh, that's so, I'm, that's just dope. That's okay. so dope. So you go there, you travel, and you're taking phot- photography or you're taking photos <laughs> yeah. taking photos of your experience and then so you're like hey my body's shutting down like I want to go back home we were done season they, the guys were in their third season and then so we came back for a few months and then we went to Europe and then when we got to Europe I did six countries with the guys and then I realized I'm like this isn't actually in alignment with my lifestyle because I realized this this was actually a really interesting point in my life because I realized um, I was confusing my ego for my happiness and so in my head I was like oh my god this is amazing this is great and it was in a lot of ways but I was chasing a goal that wasn't actually mine and when I realized that I'm, I I wanted to stop because I'm I'm I love nature like so much I I don't thrive in big cities and a lot of the places we were about to travel to were, were cities in Europe and um, and when it came down to it I just felt like I I don't need to go to every country in the world and I felt bad because we had sponsors I had won a contest and then I felt mm. a lot of guilt because I was yeah. like there's so many amazing women that entered this contest and I had like the privilege of winning that and then it's like me quitting would probably be the worst yeah so I felt I felt I just felt so much guilt did you and I but it was I I decided to not continue traveling with them and I traveled for a bit on my own and um and my career was really important to me at the same time so I decided to come back to Vancouver and focus on my career and then also live a life of balance and then incorporate travel into my own schedule so I try to keep traveling quite a lot and like doing local adventures as well and more of a balance in my life than a go 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 type of thing mm-hmm. and I, I also felt like I was taking 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 and not giving mm-hmm. and like philanthropy is a really big part of my life like I love giving back I've, I I light up in those situations and I wanted to focus more on like travel purpose projects instead of just going to travel on my own right yeah travel with purpose mm-hmm. that's smart yeah so you come back and then you continue building your business. Like yeah. talk, talk about that. Like if someone wants to work for themselves, but they don't know how, cause like that's all you do, right? Yeah. You just do photography. You yeah. don't have like a nine to five or anything else like no. that. Your side hustle became your full-time career. Yeah. So can you talk about that or like any yeah. tips? 
because I'm, I'm also just curious yeah <laughs> it's I think in every situation it's different and when I got back from traveling with global degree I had a lot of fear around not having as many clients and it was interesting because I got busier and like doubled if not tripled my income from the previous years I've been doing it which was a big shocker for me and um I think it's just I don't know I think when you're doing something that you love to and you're really passionate about it I I think I think you can you can make it work to however much work you're putting into it so when I first started photography like I was not doing anything other than that like I would live and breathe it I wasn't I was doing free photo shoots because I wanted to build my clientele and I um, I was really strategic about things and so I don't know like it's it's hard to be your own like to have your own business it's there's moments where I'm like I hate this and then other moments where I'm like this is the best because like it has a lot of flexibility but it's also extremely challenging and in, in at times yeah like you stress that you're like oh I need clients to like pay yeah. the bills and shit like that like yeah like this past summer full transparency it was I would have oh I had a week for instance, where I was fully booked, I would have at least three shoots a day, Monday oh, wow. to Friday. And and all of a sudden, every single person would reschedule. Mm. And so I take deposits, which is great, but you go from making a certain amount of money to making like a third, if not a fourth of that. So it it really like messes with your with my head. And I got to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, is it me? Is it like is my business dying and then all of a sudden fast forward to September and everything picks up again and so now like October like next week I'm like so busy and and I've gotten a lot better at at realizing that that's just the flow of things and not taking it personally and just kind of embracing it being like okay well this is great because I am a person who is very spontaneous and I like to take off on last minute trips. I don't like to book trips in advance, so it gave me the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's a, a good thing because I experience that sometimes, but probably not to the degree mm. that you do because I always, I don't know, I feel like I'm really scared to like go fully in and like do something Yeah. Um, without having that fallback of like set income you know what I mean like working for yourself totally on your own it's like yeah it's fucking scary yeah because what if yeah what if you don't have the clientele that comes in Mm -hmm. then what you're like fucked well I guess you could go into debt and like get a loan or something but like yeah but nobody really wants to do that (laughs) no no so you said you like to like continue to grow and learn and stuff like do you see yourself like expanding in the photographer world and like going to like LA to shoot like supermodels and all that stuff no. like <laughs> I was so not on the goal list yeah I it's funny because when I first started I was like I want to get into entertainment photography and that was really big on my goal list but I've I've realized throughout the process I've changed so much and it's interesting because even though I love shooting headshots I love shooting lifestyle photos I feel like I'm growing away from it a bit more and I love uh, I really want to focus more on disconnection for reconnection. And so taking um, taking moments where like some weekends I'll go and I'll just take off by myself and disconnect from my phone for like three days and not talk to anybody, not, not be on social media, not check my emails and just journal, meditate and go for runs, be out in nature. And I 
feel like I feel like our society is constantly overstimulated by things, distractions, notifications, advertisements, people like we we live in a very and this isn't I'm not saying for everybody because I feel like some people are really good at managing their time and and their boundaries, but I feel like a lot of people, myself included, we just we numb, right? Where we're like, okay, well what's you know, I'm stressed out or I'm this. It's like, okay, well, what am I doing in a situation like that? Like, coffee was a big one for me where I would realize that anytime I'd get stressed out or if I was felt overwhelmed, like, oh, I'm going to grab a coffee or try to distract myself in some way. I'm going to go for a run or, and, or like check social media when I'm bored instead of just sitting in that. Right. And, and I feel like we lose our creativity if we're constantly giving in to our, our distractions. And so for me, it's really important for me to completely disconnect from things. And so I started doing um, uh, first three hours of my day, I don't check my phone at all. I don't check my text messages, my social media or anything like that. And I'm so much more productive and such a better headspace just from doing that. And I have my slip-ups, I don't do it every single day, but for the most part, I'd say like 80% of the time, I'm not on my phone for the first three hours and the last couple of hours of my day, and it feels so much better. So career-wise, I'm in a, this interesting transition of, I'm not sure if I wanna continue doing photography or I don't know if I wanna focus more on a disconnection space, I wanna focus more on giving back I have no idea what that looks like. I just auditioned for a travel show. What? <laughs> Another. And I, I saw the post. I was one. like, yeah. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to do this. So, I don't know. I'm just kind you, of in this. You can't you know, stop photography altogether because you're yeah. so good. <laughs> oh, you're thanks. so good. Yeah, and it's really fun. You've done my photos a couple times and everyone's yeah. like, you, those photos are amazing. Oh, like, you're an I easy know. subject, too. Aw, thank you. But yeah, don't stop it all because <laughs> you've been doing it. No, I do love it. Yeah, you're you're good. So yeah, what's the travel show about? Like again, same no kind idea. of thing. Yeah, like traveling the world. Type I'm of not thing? kidding. I have no idea what it's actually about. Oh, you just applied. I just applied. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so random. That's so I'm cool. like, this sounds like a new and uncomfortable experience. Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your sign? Uh, Leo. Oh, okay, I think I knew that. You're a Leo too, aren't you? No. Oh, you're not. No, I'm Gemini. Oh. Fucking weirdo. Tourist nerdos. Holy, yeah. I'm like sweating my freaking. Well, because you're sweating in front of the. I know. The sauna oh, that we have going on here. Out. Amazing. Yeah, it's okay, but you give back so much, and I want to learn more about that from you because I lo- I would love. Yeah, we're so fortunate, and yeah, you you also get so much when you give too. I it just makes everything better mm-hmm. and you've done a few things but talk about how you got involved with that it's like your what your clean water stuff yeah 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 yeah. uh it came back to when I worked for the buried life I somehow I was just I can't remember how it got started but somehow I saw charity water and I was like oh this is cool and I read up about the project and I uh, just started reading about what like the water crisis is that the same thing where they build Wells. Fountains yeah. and wells. Yeah, I think I donated to that for my birthday like five yeah. years ago or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I read up about their project. I'm like, oh my gosh, like those stats are crazy. Like the water crisis is is it's nuts. How many people don't have access to clean water and like the deaths that it causes and uh, diseases and 
Water is so important. It's it's, it's It's full circle, like education, women's empowerment, all the things. It's nuts. And it's probably about... You were working with those people still, you said. Yeah, I was working for The Buried Life, and then I got really inspired to do something for my birthday because I never used to celebrate my birthday. I was just not a birthday person, and I was like, it's actually a really good opportunity to use your birthday as a way to ask people for money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because I went to, I think, wasn't it your birthday? It was something. You had yeah. some, so it was your birthday? I probably made you pay to get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah and everything the, gets donated. <laughs> for yeah. water. Yeah. I know it's funny when I say it, I'm like, I just make people give me money for my birthday, but it's just to donate. And so, uh, it's so much better than them paying mm-hmm. like a hundred dollars to get shit wasted, right. you know? Yeah. Like, do for cause. Yeah. Win-win. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Win-win. Yeah. So I, I started doing fundraisers for my birthday every year and each year I'd have a goal and I worked with a couple of organizations that I felt in alignment with. And there was a project solution Jamaica, which my friend Dan uh, put together and it was it was it, I really loved doing that one with him because he had a really personal emotional connection to that where he he had gone there and he had witnessed everything for himself and so that was a breakfast program where you feed uh, kids for, for feed 500 kids uh, one meal a day for a year and so did that one did charity water and then um, oh my gosh hope for the nations they build orphanages in uh, Liberia and then this past couple years, a friend of mine uh, sat, my boyfriend and I, next to a couple that started the Run for Water Foundation. And I just fell in love with this couple. They were amazing. And I heard about why they got started. And I was just like, wow, I, I just feel so connected to these people and I love what they're doing. And so we started fundraising with Run for Water for the past, I think, two or three years now. And are they, sorry, are they local? Yeah, they're local. They're, yeah, they're from Abbotsford. Oh, and amazing. so every year they do an annual run in Abbotsford and they'll do like 5K, 10K and then they'll do trail runs and cycling events as well. And so 100% of the um, donations go directly towards the water projects. And it was really amazing because last November I actually got to go to Ethiopia. And when you hear about the water, water crisis and you see photos online, it's like you feel bad, of course, and you feel... Uh, empathy, but I never had that real connection until I was there, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a huge issue, and this is real. Like, we were driving over to one of the communities that had a water well, and they were doing it, doing the inauguration, and as we were driving over this like really dirty river that looked like my coffee, like it was it was like a brownie orange color we see a group of women and with their kids and they're collecting water. So we stopped and we had people from Run For Water and Imagine One Day uh, who were locals and they spoke the same language so they were chatting with them and um, I've always respected Peg from Run For Water who's the founder of the organization but I, in that moment, I respected him so much more because he was chatting with the women and he was he was asking them like questions about what how the water affects them and all stuff and he's like we're gonna help you get clean water and in that moment I was like that's a really big promise to make and I was thinking I'm like is this gonna happen right because sometimes we over promise under deliver and then fast forward to I think that was nine months ago. I found out that the the community that we're raising money for now is that community 
and they're getting a clean water uh, spring tap this November. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing. And I was like, that is a man of his word. And what I love about Run for Water is that they actually, they don't work, you don't go there to volunteer, you go, you partner with the community. So it's a self-sustainability platform. Whereas like they, they'll go in, they'll talk to the community and they'll say, you know, what are your strengths? What are, or what are your, um, oh, what, like, what are your assets? So for instance, they'll be like, we'll have goat, we have goats community or whatever it is that they have. And then they'll say, what are you struggling with? Like, we don't have clean water, or, like there's diseases and school, like our school's dangerous. And so they'll have the con- start the conversation with them. They'll teach them how to save money and they'll partner with them. And the community has to raise 10, 10 to 20% of the funds themselves. And so then they, they get taught how to like, how to start, um, start saving their money and to to just completely uh what's the word I'm looking for um to create this self-sustainability opposed to just getting shit given to you yeah yeah and it's just seeing just seeing the women and the kids and how far they have to walk and the water that they're drinking knowing that they're now going to have clean water and then like witnessing that meeting the people is just like I can't even explain it it just like makes me super emotional even talking about it yeah it's super special so I think I think in especially in Canada it's like we have so much opportunity and we have uh, we have we anyone has a voice right you can use social media for good you can go and help anybody whether and it doesn't have to be monetary it can be just giving smiling at a stranger and if they're you don't know what anyone's going through like somebody could have be having the shittiest day of their life and you just smiling at them can make world a difference you care yeah I totally wholeheartedly agree with that yeah smiling's yeah. contagious right yeah so you went there you so you give money to that charity every year for your birthday yeah and that was the same charity that you were doing the body energy smoothie for yeah, yeah. oh my gosh i love body energy ah, they're the best they're so supportive not only are they my favorite smoothie shop and i'm not just plugging them i just i i know the owner and he's just an incredible human being and i've asked them for support and a few times for nonprofit stuff and they they offered to do a smoothie collaboration and they wanted to make a hydration smoothie and it was actually so good too and so they would donate two dollars from every one of the smoothie sales for I think it was two months that they did that so it was just they're super supportive and they're also sponsoring one of our events that we're doing where we're going to the Jaybird studio and uh, having 35 people come and do a balance class which is a yin yoga type of class and then uh like a mingle after and um yeah they've they they're sponsoring some food and stuff for that event as well so it's cool I I really like having local companies who are just so involved in community makes me respect them so much Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they're so cool they even have one in LA too which yeah interesting so I went to LA isn't it's in like no, not like Hollywood Boulevard or whatever, okay. like not the best place in LA. And I'm oh, like, I used to live right there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kind of like, it's more like scummy, I feel like. Yeah. Don't you think? It was. It was. It I was, was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but then Body Energy Club is right there. I'm like, home. Home. This feels like home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they could have it like somewhere like 
more trendy, but whatever. Teach their own. I've never met the owner, but I called and I asked. I'm like, are you guys a franchise? But they're not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I couldn't, because I was toying with the idea of wanting to like open up a smoothie bar and like a yoga studio and combine it and like have this cool thing. And I'm like, oh, body energy probably sick. And they're like, no, we don't franchise one owner. And I'm like. Mm. Fine. <laughs> they Fine. Have, they have one at Equinox as well, uh, which is really nice because I work out at e- work out at Equinox and being. You don't know what Equinox is? Ooh, what Equinox is, is great. There's a gym in Cole Harbor, I guess downtown Cole Harbor area, and it's massive. It's beautiful, and they have just all sorts of fitness classes. Mm. And they, because I I love my all of my workouts. I love the yoga. I love the Pilates, TRX, Tabata, variety, spin. Spice of life. Everything. They have yeah. every class, definitions, running, everything. Cool. Because I have no idea how to work out, and so doing classes just energizes me, and having somebody tell me what to do really helps yeah, and yeah, makes yeah. things easier. And they have a, uh, a steam room and a sauna as well. Oh, amazing. And, like, the best Kiehl's products in there. Mm-hmm. So I'll do, like, the cold shower, go in the steam room, sauna, and I'll do a little circuit after Sick. a workout. It's the best. That's so awesome. Yeah. Cool. So... How do we get talking about that? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Body energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what's what's next for Natalia? Like, are you going to start your own nonprofit? Are you going to go all over the world? Are you going to do... What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Got <laughs> my... I think I really want to do a disconnection retreat. And yeah. not so much a retreat, but an experience where an people... Experience. Get a group of people to completely disconnect from technology and get out into nature and be somewhere near the mountains and the water because I love the both of those and I feel like they provide such good energy and uh, journal meditate do breath work and exercise and just have good conversations with people I think that's it too and that's partly why I started or wanted to do a podcast just yeah. because talking and like uninterrupted and like really connecting with people because mm-hmm. how annoying is it when you're like out for lunch with your friend or whatever and they're on the phone they're like texting and you don't have their full attention it's like you know what's interesting I don't have a single friend that does that that's amazing yeah I don't have a single friend that I go out to dinner anything with that is on their phone or even has their phone ever on the table that's great I was talking to a girlfriend about that the other day and I yeah it's 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 interesting how how different the conversation can be and how different an experience can be with a person when they're not on their phone Mm -hmm. it's just like such a different level of respect Yes. I, well, when I meet up with friends, like, mm-hmm. I want to give them my full attention, so I put it yeah. away. Because, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I used to have a lot more friends that would do that and have their phone right on the table, but then when I consciously started to put the phone away, I feel like others yeah. started to do it, too. You're a leader! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So are you! So, so are you! Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, retreat or experience. Yeah. People need that. Yeah, people need to be in nature. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think it's so healing. It's free, and I think going back to the Wim Hof breathwork stuff, that stuff is free and it's available to us. And if somebody's dealing with stress, anxiety, or depression, that is probably like the best thing I think anyone can do. I've personally done it myself, and it's helped me a lot. Like this year, fall coming around, I'm not as affected by it, and I don't see my energy crashing. I feel alive, I feel happy, I feel energized, and I think it's important for us to to tap into what it is that we're feeling and where 
like just to just to realize what we want and how we feel balanced and happy because I wasn't I was in the big rut in my life previously and I just wasn't feeling happy and I feel like that's the whole point in life right yeah for sure like if you're not happy what the fuck are you doing yeah and it's it's all in our mind right like we can create happiness for ourselves just by changing the language that we use and I had a friend uh what did I ask him I was like do you have to work tomorrow he's like I get to work tomorrow Mm -hmm. like even just changing that simple language Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference and language is so important it's so important (laughs) it's crazy yeah and one thing that I learned um I learned instead of saying but Mm -hmm. you replace but with and Mm. so it's like I have to work tomorrow, but I have to also do a million other things because right. the butt kind of cuts it off, but and makes it more of a possibility. Yes. So I've been consciously saying and instead of but, and it's like, yeah, then you can problem solve. It's so. freaking hard though. Mm-hmm. I never realized the language I actually use with myself until recently, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because when I have these little moments where I learn new things, I'm like, what else is out there? What else am I going to learn? I'm just so addicted to learning. There's things you know. Yeah. There's things you know you don't know. And there's the things you don't know that you, you don't, don't know. know. <laughs> it's like so big. Oh my gosh, yeah. so funny. Okay, yeah. Natalia, where can people find you? If they want to get photos done by you, what do they do? Uh, if they want to donate to your shit, tell oh, yeah. them that. Yeah. This, All like, on my website. Uh www.nataliaanya.com and on Instagram Natalia Anya Photography and yeah all my things are up there all the donation links all the photography things I'm pretty pretty easily searchable nice you know yeah. how to spell my name yeah yeah it took me a while but yeah. I know how to spell your name yeah. now. I'm like Natalie no Natalia Anya's my middle name because no one can say my last name how do you say your last name I don't like telling people my last name is oh. that weird <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm like such a, I'm such a public but private person. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You don't have to say it. Yeah. I'm such a weirdo. Oh, but it's, yeah, Polish, right? S- yeah. Is it, is it ZKA or SKA? SK, or SKA, masculine oh, feminine. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. My middle name's Polish. Is it? What is it? Grodzki. Ooh. With a Z-K-I. Wow. Yeah, my mom's like part Polish. That's so cool. Look at that. We're pretty much related. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you are amazing. You're amazing. For this time, I learned so much, and you have inspired me to do the cool show. Yes. I'm gonna start that in my routine. I love it. Okay. Updated. Thanks for being so open-minded to it. Of course. And happy bringing your energy to this world. (laughs) Yolo, right? Try everything once, or try everything anything forty times. Someone told me. I'm like, okay, forty times. A lot of times. (laughs) <laughs> All right, namaste, my friend. Namaste. Yay.